Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me after his long hiatus, <laughs> our good friend, Ethan Carter. Welcome hey. back. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, good, man. So we had a little bit of, uh, you may have noticed if you listened last week, and if you didn't, well then, I don't really care if you noticed. Um, <laughs> we had a little bit of a scheduling snafu last week. It was fine, you know. I luckily we did have something to give you, and it was very nice of Michael to let me put the episode of his podcast in our feed. So I well, hope I, you got, guys, I, I enjoyed listening to it. So it was, it's I, interesting because it might have been, and I, I realized it after I did it. I was like, oh well, what are you going to do? And I apologize to those of you who it was a little bit political for. My apologies, hey. but it was you know it was more about the story, and I figured, yeah, why right. not? It's better than giving you nothing, right? Exactly. Better than giving you nothing. So I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope if you did enjoy it, you went and subscribed to Michael's podcast, because he's a really cool guy and a pretty good friend of mine. So, uh, yeah. Definitely. Good yeah, stuff. and I apologize. You know, it's it's usually uh, the the work travel and stuff for our, for my job is usually Tuesday through Thursday, and everyone's home on Monday and Fridays, but for some reason, all the sales guys were in this Monday, so I had to a job dinner so i apologize to you and the listeners most people and and this is the truth and i think you know our listeners will back this up but most of the people that listen to podcasts you know when the when the hosts one of the hosts is away they'll either bring somebody else in or they won't do an episode mm -hmm. at all and i think we like it we were just talking it's really funny by the way that we were just talking the week before how we'd only missed one week in the whole time we've been doing this podcast i think that's even what i said i think i was like uh so we totally jinxed us by talking yeah. about that because <laughs> we never should have talked about nope. it because then you would have been here <laughs> it's fine though i mean but we're back yeah we are back we are back after a very i mean you had your thing you had your thing on monday and i had the greatest weekend ever. Oh, I, yeah, I want to hear about it. Like, literally the greatest weekend ever. So, I went out to Nevada for the weekend. Not like, just anywhere in Nevada, but... Not just anywhere. I went to went to Vegas. We hung out. Um, we went to Hoover Dam. We went to Red Rock Canyon. Oh, my God. I, it, I, gotta, I have to live out there. Well, you know, I have to. I'm, I'm definitely in the camp of I'd rather go to the Hoover Dam and Red Rocks, then Vegas Strip. Yeah, so but. we only spent, so honestly, we only spent like maybe an hour and a half or two hours on the actual Strip. Really? On Friday night. Yeah, so we went to, because the Pinball Museum is on, is on Tropicana? Yeah, it's on Tropicana. I think it's on Tropicana. It might be on Paradise. But either way, it's relatively close to the Strip. Which we got to talk about that, because yeah, it oh, yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, Especially for anyone that's into, like, electron or whatever, mechanics. Oh, yeah. So my friend my friend Chris, he basically said, come out, we'll have a guy's weekend. I'm like, all right, cool. So we went, I got there Friday. We had, a, we had a little bit of lunch. He showed me around. And it was like, after that, it was just like, go, 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 go. <laughs> so we went, to, we went to the Pinball Hall of Fame, which I had been to. I didn't know this. It moved. It moved one building over huh. into a much bigger building than it was in. Was and is it bigger than it was? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Yeah yeah. There's a lot more machines. It's 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 just great. I mean, if you're into pinball and retro arcade games, like you could you could just drown there. It was just amazing. I but spent, see, I think it's even beyond that. I think it's I I've always been fascinated with pinball machines just from the mechanics of them and how they work. It's just Oh, it's, to me. and that's and that's so. 
I hadn't seen. So the last time I was I was at the Pinball Hall of Fame was 2008. So seeing it and seeing some of the machines that have come out in like the last year or two. So I was playing this um, Aerosmith machine by Gottlieb. And it was just the most incredible machine I've ever played. It was hmm. so there's this high res screen in the front of it, and there's like there's stuff going on. Like I know people <laughs> know that modern mach- modern pinball machines have a lot going on. They're not right. just like flippers and bumpers. This machine is like it's a it's an experience. Like it's a dollar <laughs> to play, and you just don't want to stop playing. Right. Like, you just keep feeding dollar after dollar after dollar <laughs> after dollar, and it's just so fun. It's it's such a great way to spend. I mean, we were there for probably about two hours, which I think is probably so, about as much as you realistically yeah, can probably. spend there. Um, but I, so I got how, to. What's the, like the t- like? I'm assuming they have vintage ones all the way up to the latest in technology. Yeah, so they okay. have some from like the they have some actual like 19. I think they're like the early and mid 40s type oh, machines. Wow. And and what's amazing about this place and. This is why you need to go there if you're a fan of it. Everything's playable. Right, right. Everything, right. It's not just a, a it's museum. It's not a looky-looky. It's go ahead, throw a quarter in, and have some fun. And, man, it's just... You walk in, and it's just this overwhelming sound of just pinball is just <laughs> happening all over the place. Which, which is such a distinct sound, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk in, and it's just you smile because it's just... All those retro feels start coming back, and yeah. they they take such good care of the machines. And you know, they, I'll admit there were a couple of machines that were a little glitchy, mm-hmm. but when you got that many to maintain, it's and they're that old. Like some of these machines, I played when I was a kid, so we're looking at the early to mid eighties. And how many people like run this place? As far as so in the old days, it was two people, but oh, really? I, I saw people there working on machines to, um, the last time I was there. So. There's at least three or four employees there now, and it's not wow. the guy that owns it. Okay. So there's a bunch of people apparently working at this place now. Well, it seems like it, with that many, you'd have to have a bigger crew oh, than yeah, just yeah. two guys. And what's really cool is they have, they've expanded beyond pinball, so they still have a ton of pinball machines, mm-hmm. but they also have a ton of like retro arcade stand-ups. Oh, that's cool. Which was, real, was really cool. I mean, you know me. I love me some retro games. <laughs> so it was, just, it was just such a great night, and then we, we went to, we had some dinner, Went home, woke up bright and early the next morning, dropped the dog off at daycare, and into the desert we went. Like, it was just like, okay, here we go. This is the schedule. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so it was like we went to Hoover Dam, which was I, – I, I've tried to convey yeah. how huge it is. You can't. You, you, yeah. There's no way to understand how gigantic Hoover Dam really is. Well, it's like the Grand there. Canyon or anything like else. You can see pictures, and it looks – Huge. It, yeah. You really can't understand it until you get there. You like, don't. You can't. I, I yeah. promise you, as yeah. big as you think it is, it's probably <laughs> 20 times bigger than that. Like, I couldn't, with my widest angle lens, which is an 18 millimeter lens, mm-hmm. I couldn't get it in frame from any angle that I could see it at. The only angle I was able to get it, the only way I was able to get a full picture of the dam was to go onto the Pat Tillman Bridge across you know, okay, down yeah, the yeah. river from it. And take a picture down onto the dam. That's how huge it is. How far out of the of Las Vegas is it? So it's not. It's it's like a, it's like twenty minutes to a half hour. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, okay. it's not terribly far. That's the crazy thing. Like we did do some. We did do some driving because um, mm-hmm. we went. We went there. That was then we went uh, to Joshua Tree Highway, 
Okay. Which, if you've never seen a Joshua tree, they are the craziest thing. They're like a weird hybrid of a cactus and a tree. And I know people that live out there are going, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, well, you're <laughs> well Ben Ueda's like, ugh. <laughs> well, and, and you know who, I, by the way, so I was trying to think the whole time. I'm like, because my friend lives in Henderson. And I'm like, I know someone that I interact with regularly lives in Henderson. You know who it is? Who? Trevor. Oh, yeah, right. Of Trevor lives in Henderson. And I re- when I got home, he had posted something on Instagram and it said, from Henderson. I'm like, damn it, that's who's in Henderson. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we went to the Joshua Tree. He, we flew the drone. And we played around. With, I played around with my big zoom, trying to get really nice artsy shots of the Joshua Trees. We went to um, Nelson, Nevada. There's a, a ghost town. It's semi-abandoned, semi-staged. I'm, you know, some of it is mm-hmm. clearly staged, so you could take pictures. Um, but what's really cool is you go into the main office and you pay a ten. You pay ten dollars and sign a release as a photographer, mm-hmm. and they give you complete access to the entire place like you can go in stuff you can't do it if you're just visiting you can walk around and look at anything you want but you can't go in anything huh pay that release you can go in the barns you could take pictures you go in any of the buildings oh god we spent we know we told him he's like how long you guys gonna be here (laughs) like about 45 minutes to an hour we were there almost two hours (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it was just i took that day that day you know for all the stuff that we saw i took a majority of the photos I took, so we're talking 250 photos mm-hmm. in basically one afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I believe it, though. It was great. And that was the other thing. This is the first time uh, that I have ever done, like, a travel for photography type trip. I know. Well, you've, you got some incredible shots. Out I am so proud of the shots that I got yeah. in the time I was there. And I've been trickling them up to Instagram to kind of make them last. And I was worried, you know, it's funny because this is what goes through the mind of someone like us, right? I'm like, my regular, like, people aren't here for my photography. Like, am I going to lose people? And I actually did lose a couple of people. I lost, um, I'm not going to name names. I lost a relatively high profile person. And I was a little bit bummed about it. I'm like, wow, you, you, you ditched me because I posted some photos from a vacation? Okay. You know, I wasn't makery enough, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was really, it was really an incredible experience to just be out and like be in the desert and taking pictures and get to see places like Red Rock Canyon and, you know, all the stuff that's got like Vegas and the Henderson area is just booming. Cute. There's yeah. so much going on there. It's like... If you, I, I always tell people this. I, I'm not a big gambler. So yeah. for me, going out, to, going out to that area, you'd like, well, what do you do if you don't gamble? Trust me. There's, there's a plenty. Lot, there's a lot to do yeah. out there. There's and and more than the cliche, well, well go, you can go for the shows. I mean, you can do that if that's what you're into. But I, I agree. I think there's a lot of really interesting landscapes. And, oh, yeah, it's I totally so agree. beautiful. Like, I, 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 it was funny because I got back and... Beth and I are walking back to her car because she came to pick me up at the airport Sunday night. And I was like, oh, I'm just telling you, because she's retiring in seven years. I said, in seven years, I'm moving to Vegas. <laughs> and I really hope you'll come with me. <laughs> she's like, oh, you're moving to Vegas? I'm like, yeah, no, this is where, that's where I need to, I need to live out there. Like, yeah. I've, I've never been so convinced that a place was perfect for me until that's I was awesome. out there. I've never been there as like, a resident, right, right, right. You, right, exactly. I've, well, I've yeah. been to the strip. I've been to the strip more times than I yep. can count. I've been out to you know touristy stuff, but it was nice to just 
like take it in as a resident and I was like, yeah, this is this is exactly the kind of lifestyle I, I like. I like the people. I like the the pace. Well, it's it is just, funny that I mean that's what was so crazy. So um, a former girlfriend. Her brother-in-law worked for, I think, the Venetian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their family worked out, so, out there. And so we went out and visited. And, you know, we, we st- their house is on a cul-de-sac. They took their kids to swimming lessons. It's just like, and up until that point, I never imagined Las Vegas as like, a res- to your point, like a yeah, residential. Where people, wait, people right. live here? Exactly. What? <laughs> right. Like they're not just like, you know, uh, fielding the tables at you know the mirage right like it's just crazy it's it's funny because that was something i noticed so friday it's been a really long time since i've been out there so friday night chris took me out to the strip so i could see what what had gone on he goes you're not even going to recognize it. it's been so long Mm -hmm. and he was right like there was there buildings there that were just empty lots when i was there last time sure and i'm noticing like there's 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 a couple of classes of people that hang out in vegas now Mm -hmm. There's the let's get seen. We want to look like Kardashians, and then there's <laughs> that, that was the, you, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, you <laughs> you got to see my booty and heels. It's wonderful. And then there's the the whole vibe of you know I come from the Midwest and I'm all about being from the Midwest. So it's got like your Arkansas Razorback shirt and your your flip flops and mm-hmm. your your, gen, your denim shorts and that's your world. And you just come to Vegas and that's me. I'm here and I'm going to enjoy my trip too. And it's just this crazy intermingling, and then there's like, you know, masked Asian tourists and yep. like crazy people speaking languages I've never heard, even in New York. You know, <laughs> it's just this. You know, everybody talks about like New York is a melting pot. No, Vegas is a melting pot. <laughs> Vegas of is a melting weird, pot because yeah, you, and you don't just right. get all the the people from abroad. You get everyone from the United States is right. pocketed somewhere in there too. It's it's just an incredible, incredible place. And then Saturday night we went to um, um, this. So in New York we have a place called Barcade. Oh yeah, I've been there actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody that's into any kind of like recreational video game playing has been to Barcade. Well, they what? have a place out there called Scores. Okay. Which is a bar arcade type thing, and they have retro stand ups and stuff. So went out there. We did that Saturday night, um, just hanging out. Me, Chris, and one of his friends, and we were just chilling, at, having food and. They were drinking. I don't drink. But, you know, it was just – it was so freaking fun. It was just I, – I, I really felt like, you know, Chris brought me out there to just mm-hmm. have a guy's weekend. Guy's weekend, right. Just be a guy. Just yep. shut the fuck up. I'm going to bleep that. Yeah. Um, shut the hell up and <laughs> be a guy. Just right. be a guy. Just do guy things. Go to a bar and – take pictures and play with drones and wander in the desert and drive for miles and miles on a road. The one thing that you don't, you're not prepared for is how little of anything you see on some of these roads. Like you go 30, 40, 50 miles on a road. And it's just nothing. Nothing man-made on either side of you as far as you can see. And the other thing that happens, by the way, and I was not prepared for this at all, was how hard it is to judge distance out there oh i bet yeah yeah so we were when we got to red rock there was a guy climbing a rock face and the rock the mountain that he was climbing it literally looked like it was 15 feet in front of us but he was probably about you know at distance i could barely see him without my camera like Hmm. i had to zoom my camera just to see him on the rock face i kind of saw him moving so that's what gave it away 
you can't judge distance out there because yeah. there's no there's nothing between you and what you're looking at. So the perspective right, right, right. is so saying, yeah. skewed you can't tell. So I had my my pick of the week actually, my thing of the week <laughs> with me and at at its fullest extension things look miles away. And it just really puts into perspective just how open and huge everything out there is. It's it was well, amazing. Think- we went plane spotting. We had a we had an amazing breakfast on Sunday morning at a place called Peg's Glorified Ham and Eggs. <laughs> and it's just a, a just a breakfast joint and yeah. the food was to die for. It was absolutely spectacular. And then we went plane spotting for a little while at McCarran Airport and then uh went back to his house, got my stuff together and back to New York I came. It was a whirlwind trip. Like oh, I yeah, feel like I, sure. I felt like I just got settled and I was already on my way back. So yeah, it was it was good though. It was That's good. awesome. It sounds like a great trip. It really was. Well, it was I think so I, needed. I think it's like also so crazy how different like the United States. I mean, so we've gone to um South Dakota. We did a tri- summer trip to South Dakota because Bettina always wanted to see the Badlands. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed um black in uh Rapid City. We stayed in Rapid City. And then we drove out to the Badlands one day, and it's exactly like you were just saying. Like you're driving, and it's nothing. It's just like mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to describe nothing, but it was nothing, right? For probably about 50 minutes of driving at full mm-hmm. speed, and then all of a sudden there's the Badlands, and it just pops up, and it's just like this, you know, it looks like the moon or something. Like it just, and it just pops up out of nowhere, and it's it's just crazy how different the landscapes can be within the same country right when when people from when my friends from europe talk to me about the united states they're like oh you guys why do you know most of you don't even have passports and it's like yeah we don't and the reason (laughs) the reason we don't is because if i want to see tropical world i don't need to leave the country if i want to see you know the arctic i don't need to leave the country if i want to see you know fish or wildlife or Mm -hmm. desert whatever i want to see we got a state for that, you know? Yep. It's not like when you live in, like, England, where if you want to ski, you have to go to Switzerland mm-hmm. or France. You know, if we want to ski, how many different places can you go? I could go ski 20 minutes from my house to some of the best skiing in the country in the Catskills. Right. You know, so we we do take for granted how right. lucky we are in the United States. But people outside of the United States, you guys really don't understand. It really is... Just it's not one homogenous country right. here. We're huge, and what's amazing about this country is not just the size of it, but the variation place to place. Like I was out in the middle of the desert, and then a few hours later, I was in a residential area with trees. Right. Yep. You know, it's like that's you don't do that in other countries. It just doesn't happen that way in other mm-hmm. countries. You know, even in like well europe is a good example right europe is huge right but you don't have in you know the uk you don't have skiing and palm trees and <laughs> incredible swimming all in the same place you just you don't have it it doesn't right. exist out there it's something we are very very lucky and i've yeah. decided that i'm going to and i was talking to our good friend dave swiduck about this um my goal right now after this after this wonderful weekend was I'm going to get a photo, a scenic photo in every state in the United States. I think that's a great that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I am I am on my way now. That is my goal. That's that is what cool. I will do. And 
Funny thing is, I have to get back to California now because I don't really have a... I realized <laughs> I've been to California a million times. I don't have a lot of good photos of California. Well, California, I mean, that's the thing, though. Again, you got to get outside of the traditional California. Well, you don't. Yep. I mean, I think... Well, I think it depends on what you want the photo area. of. But yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. The, but yeah. the, I mean, you can get some amazing shots in the Bay Area. Totally. LA... I like LA, but I don't think it's the most picturesque. But uh, Santa Monica is um, beautiful. San yeah, Diego's that's true. Beautiful. That's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you can get some shots, but yeah, no, you're totally right. There's right. not a lot. If you want the, and this is what's funny because we were talking about this before we got started. A lot of the photos that I posted, like of Red Rock Canyon, are somewhat touristy. Mm-hmm. But Cliche, I felt, I, yeah, but I felt good taking no, them. Exactly. Like, right. This is the one thing that. Everyone that's a photographer or that dabbles in photography is like, oh, you're just going to take the same photo, everyone. To an extent, I understand the yeah. um, the apprehension about doing that. But you know what? There is something to be said for those shots, especially when you go, well, oh, wow, I can do reason. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's a reason everyone takes that shot because yeah. it's a beautiful shot. And it's kind of nice to say, hey, that's my shot. Well, and but, at the same time, you know what? It's not always easy to get that shot. Nope. I mean, it's not. <laughs> that's an understatement. It's not that it's not that easy. It's it's hard to get that shot. So even though many people may have gotten a similar shot, mm-hmm. it it takes a lot to get that shot. So it it feels good. I I I know that feeling of when you get that shot and it's just like oh, and you oh, know it too. We the, were saying this before we get, started recording. When you get that shot, and you know it. Oh, that's a great feeling. The last shot that I put up, and what's probably going to be the last shot for my trip, I put up a photo. Um, the last shot that went up today, it went up about five hours ago, is just this shot in Red Rock Canyon where you can see the striation on the different mountains. Mm-hmm. And every time I look at that shot, I'm like, I was I was there. Right, right. Like, this isn't like me stealing a photo and putting it on my Instagram. Like, this is me taking a photo <laughs> in the desert of one of the most beautiful parts of the country. And it's, it's humbling to well, be it- amidst all that. It really yeah, is. Yeah, totally. Well, I think it's cool. So, I mean, talk a little bit about the photography because I feel like this is kind of, (laughs) you haven't been doing it and then all of a sudden I feel like you found it again. I just exploded out of the gate. Well, so I've made, I've got to go back a little bit. I've got to go back a little bit. I've made no bones about, you know, my recent struggles. Yeah. Um, I even posted, and if you guys want to read it, you can go over to my website and go to the blog and you can read the post about it, but... A couple of weeks ago, much to many people's surprise, I guess I was hiding it really well, um, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and severe depression to the point where my therapist told me she was concerned. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't normally have your therapist tell you they're concerned. They're usually like, we can work on this, we can work. But no, this was like, I'm concerned about you know, because I did, you do a personality survey and, you know. And again, I'm not, I'm, I noticed it even. I mean, to be yeah. honest, right? I think a lot of... I think the people who are closest to yeah. me noticed it, yeah. you know, in talking to people after. I mean, I wouldn't like, have said it to that degree, but I noticed that something had switched, you know? Yeah, there was... There, it, it's been... Oddly enough, it's probably been since about the L.A. trip. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't come back the same from that trip. Right. Something, and granted, some of it, you were sick, but that's, yeah, that, but that's part of it, right? I mean, it builds it, on it. Yeah, some, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and I knew something was wrong, and mm-hmm. it just kept getting worse and worse. And finally, I just said, I've, I, I've got to get help. I, I can't pretend nothing's wrong. So fast forward to la- the weekend. That weekend, the weekend I decided I was going to get help, 
Um, that's when Chris said, "Let's why don't you come out here, come out the last weekend of the month, and we'll have our guys weekend, and it'll help you like clear your head. So I talked to him right before the trip, and I'm like, should I bring, like, I don't know, I think I'm just going to bring my point and shoot. He goes, no, 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 no point and shoot. Bring your Rebel, bring some memory cards, bring some batteries, bring a tripod. We're going, we're going to take a lot of photos, and you're going to love it. It's like, all right, cool. I hadn't really, like, used, I use my camera, but I don't. I, well, I don't think I, I don't think you had taken many. I I knew that you had, you were into photography before we had met, but mm-hmm. I don't think I I don't think you had taken many photos. No, since I mean, we, since we met or since I joined the podcast or anything. So okay, watch. I'll give you an idea. I I took my I, my so my camera has a counter. Yeah, I took almost three hundred photos this weekend. I've had this camera for over two years, and it was my two thousandth shot. Huh. So I took 300 shots this weekend out of 2,000 in two years. Right. So that tells you I just wasn't taking that many photos. I, right. I, I, you know, my photos were with my phone downstairs in my shop mostly. So being able to just get out and just like, I hate to use, but to do photography, like to mm-hmm. just be a photographer for a weekend and to kind of uncork that from its being bottled up for so long and it just felt so good to just be like yeah i can take these and i was of course i was nervous as hell i was like can i still do this mm-hmm. and i we got back to the house um saturday night and he and i were sitting on the couch and he had his ipad and lightroom out and i had my ipad and lightroom out and i'm going you know going through photos going through photos and he starts throwing his photos up on the on the apple tv I'm like, oh wow, dude, you freaking crushed that! Like, <laughs> that's great, yeah. And he's like, what do you have? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't really looked. I was just kind of tinkering around to see if anything was eye catching. So I pulled up what I did, and I'm like, oh wow, I I I still can do this. And it was just this moment of, I can't believe I took some of these. There, I was so happy that I had taken this part of me that I had basically forgotten about. Right. And not only revived it, but I am, like, some of these shots, I look at them and, like, I can't believe I took them. Right. And the photography bug is, is like, back. Like, hardcore back. Like, I just want to take pictures now. <laughs> but I see that, I think that's a, I mean, I, I think that's a really important thing is we, we classify ourselves too often, I think, as... I do this, right? I, mm-hmm. I'm i a woodworker. Yeah. I, I, I'm a leather worker. You know, all those things. And you get tired of it, right? Or you get burnt out or whatever. And all it takes is all of us are super talented. I mean, usually like most of us in this community have more than one talent, right? Oh, yeah. You're not you're not you're not pigeonholed into one uh, genre or one medium or whatever. Uh, but we we talk ourselves into that. And then and when you get burnt out of that, just explore one of the other ones because you might find that either you've never done it before and you love it or you find a passion that you love again and and for me that's uh, we were i was talking about this with bettina this weekend i have not played guitar at all lately and i miss it but i you know so that would that's one of those things where if i feel burnt out i think i need to just play play guitar for half an hour a day you know and just get back in and i think that would re you know reinvigorate me and i I it's I don't know. That just you talking about this makes me think that I need to do that a little bit. It's it's something that it's it's weird because it's we don't we've get we get in ruts, mm-hmm. right? 
And the rut, you don't always jump out of the rut. Sometimes you just stay in the rut because the rut's comfortable. Yeah. I'll, I'll readily admit I'm one of those people. I will stay. If I'm in a comfortable place, I'll stay in that comfortable place long past the point where it stops being comfortable. I mean, <laughs> right, just, right. That's, that's just how I am. Yeah. And in fact, it's funny because my original rut was photography. Oh, really? Where, yeah. And I actually just reactivated my old Flickr account. I managed to get control of it again, which was good. Huh. Um, I had multiple Flickr accounts over the years. This one I actually just managed to get back. And I, I think I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to start cross-posting my Instagram to my Flickr and try oh, to cool. grow yeah. it that way. Well, one of the things that I used to do is I used to do subway photography, which doesn't sound terribly interesting until you've been on the New York City subway. Oh, yeah, no, just I, that sounds how much amazing. goes on. Yeah, yeah it, it was my, it was my, my thing mm-hmm. to the point where I have, I mean, I don't have as many now because I've lost hard drives over the years and whatever, but I have a couple of hundred photographs of people and scenery from the New York City subways, you know, from 2005-ish to 2007-ish, mm-hmm. and... That was my rut, and it was a good rut because I got known for it, and people were like, oh, yeah, you take good shots at the subway. You find that that interesting angle and that interesting thing, and I was totally, totally into it, and that was my rut. So when it came time to not be a photographer anymore, I was like, but, but you're a photographer. Like, no, you can't do anything else. And that's like you were saying, you know, you start to pigeonhole, your, you pigeonhole yourself, and I was worried that I was going to post all these pictures on my Instagram and people would be like, oh, God, he's posting travel photography now? Like, who the hell wants to see that? But luckily, I mean, I've gotten a lot of new people, not necessarily following, but liking my stuff. And I have a couple of repeat visitors that I've never seen their names before. So, Well, I think that's the other thing about that is, to me, it's like, I want people, I want followers that are part that want to be that want to be part of my brand or and me mm-hmm. and not just what I you know what I'm making mm-hmm. and again I don't think that's everyone but that's you know that's the kind of account or personality or whatever content creator that I want to be is someone that they're there to see what I'm doing kind of like we've talked about with David Pachuto right like yeah um there you go there's our David Pachuto reference but <laughs> um but no but he you know he wants uh people subscribers and whatever for because they're engaged with him and what he's into and to me that's what i want to be too and so if someone unfollows me because i'm doing something i'm super passionate about then i'm sorry i don't want you to be my follower sorry so here's the funny thing so of all the stuff i've been posting over the last couple of years where i've made something Mm -hmm. and ever since jimmy deresta started following me (laughs) humble brag humble brag (laughs) he's he's never liked anything i've posted Right. In the last week, he's liked two different things I posted. Which is insane. Which is like, so I stepped outside my comfort zone, and someone who I really seriously look up to liked what I did. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, you know, that makes, that's the kind of thing that makes it worth it, you know? Right. I don't think that, I don't, that doesn't mean everyone should go grab a camera and try to be a photographer. That's not what I'm saying. But it does mean that it's okay to get outside your comfort zone a little bit and try something and... Yeah, you know what? Maybe you'll lose a couple of people on Instagram, mm-hmm. but maybe you'll pick up a couple of people on Instagram. I, I, I honestly think that people respond to passion and and excitement. And I think I think it I know that I've gone through phases where I've posted things just to post things. 
and it's it's sad you know it's just like it's it's not good yeah because you just didn't want to go without posting for a little while exactly and and i hate i felt bad about it i really did you know i i knew i I hit you know i hit post and i just felt bad and (laughs) and and the response was equally bad like you know like people just didn't respond to it and i understand looking back i understand why and you know so i've taken the approach more now that i don't post you know for me a good a good week is if i post three times Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that goes against the algorithm and everything like that. But at the same time, the weeks that I was posting five times, I I felt bad, and I I honestly don't think I got the benefit from it. So. Yeah, no, I I have a reminder. So it's very funny. I have a reminder in Todoist mm-hmm. to post on Instagram every day, mm-hmm. and I've I've loosened my restriction on that because I used to just be like make a photo post, mm-hmm. like what you're doing, what you're doing. Now it's like I count putting something in my story right. as posting on Instagram. Well, there you go. I, yeah. I get the engagement level on the stories. And I'm a lot less structured in my story mm-hmm. than I am in oh, my feed. Oh, me too. Feed. Right. My feed, is, my feed isn't I'm – not I'm not one of those curated Yeah, you're not types, like super – But it is generally focused. Like, granted, the last – there's a couple of making photos in there over the last couple but most of it is travel photography right and that's just because that was like 300 photos and i want to share them because they're cool but again uh, you're passionate like you were passionate about those yes so, and i think that to me as as a follower i could see that uh, you know the the amount that you were posting made uh made me feel like you were passionate about what you're doing and i was more engaged because of it i, I and that's that's what i wanted to convey to people that you know hey i like this too Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's, it's exactly. not just me working with wood or laser engraving something or making a piece of jewelry. And I still love doing that. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I would never stop doing any of it. But yeah, to be able to grab a camera and then show off that. And, you know, it is a little bit of me showing off. Like, I know that none of, that some of these are really good. Some of them are average and the terrible ones you'll never see. But I know that a lot of them are just like, oh, OK, you did that shot. OK, that's pretty cool. But I also know that some of these, I look at them, like, I'm looking through my feed now trying to, and I, I'm still like, yeah, you did that, dude. Right, like, right. You did that. That's yep. pretty freaking cool. And, you know, the response has been really good. And I, I that not that what we kind of do social for? Like, even as makers, right? Yeah. You, you make your thing, and you post your thing, and it's all good, and everybody's warm and fuzzy. But you're not posting it on Instagram so you could say you made a thing. You're posting it because you want someone to go, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the only thing I would say is that there's the opposite, where if you're posting something just to, just for that, then, oh, that, yeah. then that that's wrong. backfires. But... Yeah. But if you're if you're making something you want that you're really proud of, of course, why, that like of course you're gonna sh- the reason you're sharing it is because you're proud of it and you want other people to acknowledge it, right? Like, no, absolutely, and yeah. I, you know it's we really do, we really do, and as makers, we really are all about this damn humility. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't want to people right, think right, I'm right. posting yeah, this yeah. for recognition. No, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you. No, I'm gonna tell you a secret, right. guys. Mm-hmm. Everyone's posting stuff for recognition, for sure. Because ninety percent of the people posting are not getting paid. Right. So if you, uh, the only people I'll make an exception for is you may not be posting for recognition if you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Most of us are not getting paid to post on Instagram, to post, to do podcasts, to do YouTube videos. Well, and I think the people that like are doing it. it to get paid, if they're only, if that's the only motive, they. 
that's not going to last long. I don't nah, know. They'll change directions mm-hmm. 50 million times, and they'll recognize it, and they'll they'll deal with it their own special way. But yep. yeah, it's I, don't be embarrassed about the high of getting a like or whatever. Of it's it's a thing. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a thing, and it's fine. Look, yeah. If what you get out of what you get out of your making or your photography, whatever your creative pursuit is, if it's just the recognition, then that's fine. So yeah. what? So what? You're seeking a little recognition. You know what? Most of us have, I hate to say it such a blunt way, but most of us have like drone lives. You wake up in the morning, you go to a job, you do your job, you come home, you eat dinner, you go to bed. You wake up the next morning, you do the same shit over and over again, mm-hmm. right? Most of us don't have exciting, interesting lives. So the recognition or that buzz you get, it's just not there. And so if you feel like you, if you, if it makes you feel better to seek it somewhere, then seek it. Go for it. Enjoy. Just don't, don't revolve your life around it. Well, exactly. I guess that's, that's my feeling is don't do it just for that. Like, yeah, because, because that's going to be a short term high, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like, um, it's like the difference between having a meal and having six Twinkies. You <laughs> right. Know, you, may, you may really enjoy eating the six Twinkies, but right. I promise you, you're not going to feel great afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you should not feel any shame in if you're doing something that you want to do or that you like that you're excited to do because you think people are going to like it and they like it, then that's great. Don't, yeah. There's no shame in making something that you think people will like and then they like it. If you're Share doing it, it just for clickbait or just just for the likes then you know what that's that's going to backfire on you because the second you don't get those likes because Instagram decides that they don't want to push your post you're going to be miserable and they will do it by the way oh, just- oh, oh i've gone through super waves of of posting the stupidest things and getting a ton of traffic and then posting things i think i i honestly do think are really really good and they just get nothing so yeah there, and I'll tell you, that's the one thing that, you know, if you do get greedy and you start chasing likes and mm-hmm. chasing views and you really put that at the forefront, what's what's bound to happen is that at some point you're going to think you have something really great mm-hmm. and you're going to post it and no one is going to care. Right. right. And that's the kind of thing that it's really hard to recover from. Which totally. is why you can't put everything in the basket of I need to succeed. I need this to, I need this to blow up. Otherwise, I'm going to be a failure. Right. Know? Oh, definitely. So, um, we're actually 40 minutes in. <laughs> it goes so fast. <laughs> I swear. Sometimes it's like an hour 20. What are we going to talk about for an I hour know. and well, 20? I feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we somehow managed to figure it out every week. So yep. we're gonna take a quick break. Go to the sponsor. We'll come back. We did have a topic. Maybe we can hit it briefly because I feel okay. like I've already talked your ear off. So we can get <laughs> Ethan to talk a little bit, and uh, we'll be back. So we had we did have a topic. Contrary to as much as I freaking blathered <laughs> on for what seems like forever, and the topic we the topic I just kind of threw onto the list just as an idea of something we could talk about is. How do you get away from the shop? So for me, obviously, my getaway from the shop, whatever. But my getaway from the shop was that trip last weekend. Um, it was just t- literally designed to get me out of New York. And it was just get away from New York, get away from making, take your camera, go out into the desert, and take hundreds of photographs. So my my way of getting away from the shop when I'm home, well... 
I'll be honest with you. Now that I think about it, I really don't have a real way of getting away from yeah. the shop when I'm home. <laughs> I'd love to think that I could just turn it off. But when I'm here, even when I'm watching YouTube or watching TV, my mind is just constantly going. <laughs> and getting away from the shop is probably something I do need to do more of. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I do like to go out. I like to like go. I, I have this thing like I like to wander in malls and just go in and out of stores for hours. And I could do that and just kind of meander. Before. Yeah, just wander like, oh, that store is interesting. Hey, that's how I found. And you, you're um, you're in the old Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of Newberry Comics? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course you have. Right. Yeah. So there's a Newberry Comics in the mall by me. And I found it by wandering uh, the mall randomly. It is a fun shop. Oh my God, what a great store. Mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest stores ever. And if you're a nerd and there's a Newberry Comics, yeah. you should definitely look into it because it is, <laughs> it's not just comics. It, oh, in fact, yeah. it's very little comics, but it's a pop culture right. mecca. Um, especially, and speaking of pop, if you're into Funkos, dude, <laughs> a wall. And I mean a wall of the entire store. Is, yeah. And so the one by me, half of one side of the store. And, like, four gondolas on both sides are dedicated to Funko Pops. So, like, if you're into this stuff, yeah, this is a store you definitely... Think, um, if you've been to a Think Geek store, think higher-end, more unique stuff, and a much bigger look. They're much bigger than the average Think Geek store. It's a well, fantastic I think it's also one of the only stores that are st- still left that sells, like dvds and cd like they sell records yeah exactly like it, they still in not for the hipsters they sell records because yeah because yeah, they're it, actually real records right so yeah no it, it is a really cool shop unfortunately i feel like they've closed a ton of them around here but so somebody just mentioned oh my friend emily was just mentioning <clears throat> that she was um she was in boston this weekend yeah and she went to see she went to newberry comics while she was there and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, because you live in way up north New York, so you probably have never <laughs> seen one unless you go to actual Massachusetts right. to see one. But, yeah, they opened up, They opened up like, right before Christmas, they opened up. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I I feel like they, they are one of those stores that die, was dying, and now I feel like they can kind of start creeping back up. Because yeah, they, they feel a need, for sure. They have such a great variety of right. things. It's like, it's like if you took all the X-rated stuff out of Spencer's gift, Spencer's <laughs> gifts, right. and all the geeky stuff out of Think Geek, mm-hmm. and the comic-y stuff, and you could just basically make like if you molded all the stores and take out all the annoying bits of each one, you get Newberry Comics. Right. Yeah. It's just a fantastically fun store. I love it. I sure. absolutely love it. If For anybody sure. wants to send, you know, your humble host <clears throat> um, a gift card to Newberry Comics, <laughs> neither one of us are going to turn that one down. No. How close? How close are they to you? Because I know where you are. Oh, Is there I, one... I mean, the, well, I mean, back in the heyday, I could have gone like two minutes down the block. They were, oh, really? they were all over the place. Yeah, they were huge. Uh, but they've they've definitely shut down a ton of them. But there's one, I'd say maybe ten minutes for me. I believe they have like four stores in new york like it's yeah it's, it's just really well no, like i said not they, big here they were di- like they i mean i thought they were gonna go out go bankrupt and go out of business i really did um but th- what but basically they shut down all the low-hanging fruit and kept the ones that were bigger bigger business and and they those have survived so i was right by the way they have four in new york 
Yeah. So the one near me is in West Nyack, and they have one in Westchester at the Westchester. They have one in Lake Grove, and they have one in Garden City. And that's it, four of them. Yeah. And then, like, they have a couple in New Hampshire. They have a whole bunch of them in Massachusetts. Yeah, but you, like, I was telling you, it was like Starbucks. <laughs> it was worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that was something else that I wasn't prepared for, by the way, out west. There's a lot of Starbucks branches out west. Oh, really? Holy crap. Like, there's one in every shopping center. Well, no, literally, so uh, Bettina had cases in uh, Portland, Oregon for a while. And so we, uh, I flew out there a couple times when we first started dating. And literally, I walked out of the hotel. There's a Starbucks literally diagonally across the street. Like, oh, I believe On it. both corners. It was insane. In fact, one of my friends, one of my friends moved from Springfield, Missouri, mm-hmm. and she was um, a manage, um, an assistant, I think she was an assistant manager at Starbucks, and she moved out to Portland, and she's now working at a Starbucks. And yeah. She just moved from one Starbucks to another, and she's like, there's so many out there's here. So many. There's, there's so, so many. There's so many. <laughs> I, I, you know, I take for granted, no, we have a lot in New York. Luckily, yeah. you know, even within, from from my house... There are three in a 15-minute circle. So I could go 15 minutes in any direction, and there's three. If I expand that out to 25 minutes, there's like dozens. <laughs> well, you know, I it's, just it's think it's incredible. amazing that there's, a, that there's enough people that are like, oh, I'm not going to cross the street to get Starbucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's enough people that it makes well, it worthwhile to have one on each corner. So my town, my town is very small. I've told I've told you guys mm-hmm. this. My town is small. Um, the town I live in is a town of about twenty thousand people. So it is, by all estimations, a very small town. I mean, it's not like one traffic. Well, actually, no, it is one traffic light small. There is literally one traffic light in the center of town. Forget it. Um, <laughs> but there is so this one place opened up, and they are. Mm-hmm. They're well-known. I won't name them and embarrass them. I mean, people will figure it out if they know where I live. But there's a place that opened up, and it's like this super crunchy and super hipster. And I'm, look at me. I'm calling somebody crunchy and hipster. I get it. I understand. But <laughs> there's this coffee place, and like I went in there one time, and I'm like, oh, I can't get any syrups. I can't get any. And I'm looking at the and, – and look. This is a place that roasts their own coffee that yeah. will discuss endlessly how you're properly meant to drink it to properly experience all the different flavor and tasting notes. And I, I get it. This is their their thing. But it's just like, yeah, this is why people go to Starbucks. Because everything on this menu is just just coffee. And I'm sorry, and as much as I love coffee, the difference to your – you know, when you're in the mood for something – like if you're in the mood for, for example, a mocha, which you take for granted, that's one of the most basic bitch, like wearing Uggs on a Sunday type coffee that you could walk in. It's probably pumpkin spice latte <laughs> level for most people. Yeah, or peppermint and, spice and uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I walk, I, I walk in this place and I look at the menu and it's like, oh, americano, miso, mm-hmm. and I know what all the stuff is, and I'm like, yeah, if you really just don't want just coffee. This is not the place to be. Like, this is just, it's not, it's not that kind of coffee place. And I'm like, yeah, this is why Starbucks is so popular. Because I can get all this at Starbucks, plus a whole realm of things that you don't make here. And I understood and I started to appreciate my love of Starbucks just a little bit more that day. <laughs> Even though, I, I will say, to their defense, 
I did get an Americano, and it was fabulous. I like a good Americano. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, because, you know, it's 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 the most wonderfully simple pedestrian coffee drink. Right. And it's, perfect. it's not, And it's not just like your grandpa's coffee or, you know. Yeah, it's you, it's a little, it feels a little upscale. Yeah. Like, I'm not ordering coffee. I have medium <laughs> coffee in one of those Greek key cups that you get in like a New York diner. Like, no, no, no. This is like, this is an Americano. Yeah. Or you feel like when you get like a Misto. Yeah. You know, or, you know, it's. I I always notice, and I don't know. I know we're talking a lot about coffee, but whatever. I know I don't even know how we got here, but I yeah, it's really funny. We're talking about all oh, so we were talking about how many Starbucks there were. That's what it was, <laughs> and how all of a sudden out of nowhere, this place that's just out of place in my town popped up. Yeah, but ever notice how people when they don't know what to order in a coffee place always order a cappuccino? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because I mean, it's, even Seinfeld, like that was. Like, if you watch Seinfeld, you knew what a cappuccino... You didn't know what a cappuccino was, but you knew that it was a coffee drink. It was an okay thing to order. It was yeah. safe. You could always order a cappuccino. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, back to getting away from the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I... Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Getting away from the show. Do you... So, do you... Do you have a... Th- I mean, you know... I know you were talking... You were talking about, like, you need to play the guitar more or whatever. But do you have, like, a thing you do to get away from the shop and just put it away for a little while? Or are you like me? I don't think I do. Even when you put it away, you don't put it away. I think that's a little bit of a problem, actually. I mean, I'll be honest. I think that is... At least in the state that I'm in right now, Mm -hmm. I think that is a little bit of a... Not... I wouldn't say issue, but, you know, yeah, it's something I think I need to figure out a little bit because I am... I'm very much... You know, I, I do my day job, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I work my day job hard and then I come home and and I come home and I, you know, I do, I edit or whatever. And I try, I mean, I'm very, I am very conscious of spending time with Bettina. Like I, I when I get home, like I'm not going to just go in the workshop for four hours. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we need to hang out and have dinner together and all those things. So I think I am good about that. But at the same time, in terms of separating and really getting my myself out of that situation or that uh, space, I don't think I'm good at that. I, at least right now, I'm not. So I need to figure something out. Yeah, for me, I'm very lucky because Beth and I work different schedules. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in I have my mornings. So I can do a lot of stuff in the mornings. Yeah. But then when I come home at night, I don't have to, like, do shop stuff. Right. I can spend time with her until we both go to bed. Right. And we both generally go to bed around the same time. And, you know, yeah. Maybe we watch a little TV or we watch some YouTube or whatever, and then we go to bed. But I'm very fortunate that I don't have to use the little bit of time I have from the time I get home from work to the time I go right. to bed as shop time. Yeah. You know, I, I can do what I want. You know, she doesn't ever, and to her credit, oh, yeah. much to her credit, I can do what I want on the weekends. If I want to, if I want mm-hmm. to spend both days in the shop, she will not. It's not going to be like a, a bone of contention in my marriage. For I can sure. spend as much time as I need to down there. So I, it makes me not want to just disappear into the shop for for two well, straight I think days and emerge for food. You know what I mean? I think that's part of it too. Is that yeah? Bettina's the same way. Is she like she doesn't put any? She doesn't say well. You need to you know put any regulations or anything like that. But I feel like. On, on the weekends, it's the same thing. Most of the time, I, I'll do whatever I want to do in the workshop until about like 4, 4.30. And, uh-huh. then, and, and again, she has never said this, but I feel like at like 4 to 4.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday, it's time to stop in the shop 
and go upstairs and hang out. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like, when there's no pressure on you to yeah. do it, it's you, 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 if you're, you if self-inflict you're de- it. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you're, right. if you're a decent human being. Right, right. If you're a decent and, and, human and being. And you, li- you like the person that you're hanging out, you know, like. Yeah, it, if, you know, if you marginally get along with your spouse, <laughs> you don't even have to like them, right? You just have to marginally get along with them. You automatically mm-hmm. understand that there's, <clears throat> there's a certain amount of give and take in a relationship. And if they let you go down to your, and I hate the word let, but it really is them letting you just. do your thing and not bother you then you return that favor by providing companionship in the evening right i mean it's just it's it's, i i it sounds so clinical right but well and it it sounds very like we're letting we're we're giving you the honor of spending time but it's not that it's it's just acknowledging the fact that it's important to spend time together it is you know and 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 any relationship you know a lot of people especially in our space i've noticed you know, you see a lot of people's like, oh, yeah, I spent all weekend in the shop. I didn't even see my wife. And I'm like, you know, even even at the points where, where Beth and I have been at our most cold to each other, we're mm-hmm. not cold. Like, we've never been at war. Like, right. it's not like War of the Roses stuff, but where it's like we're just the most not interested in, like, I don't want to see your face. <laughs> even then, yeah. we always make time for each other. For sure. Right. You know, and I think well, that's because just, you're... Decent human beings, right? Well, no, but it's, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say I'm decent. <laughs> Jesus, you get a reputation over here now. But I think that what people, if you see being, if you see getting out of your shop as a chore, yeah, then you probably about. need to reexamine right. your priorities. I know we, you know, Evan and Caitlin were just talking mm-hmm. about it, and David Picciuto and Bob were yeah. talking about it. It's always, it's a conversation that always goes on about work-life balance, right? Yep. I don't need to seek that balance. I, I've never had that problem. My, the balance kind of finds me. I know, I have this, like, I guess I have a mental clock mm-hmm. for when I know that, like, you've been in the yeah, shop too, too much long. today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too much I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, if you need to do create, if you need to pursue some creative stuff or do some client work, maybe instead of doing shop stuff today for the whole day, maybe you do shop stuff till three ish, four ish. You come upstairs, and even if you sit on the couch with your laptop, well, yeah. and you work on stuff there, at least you're there. Uh, yeah, and and that goes a long, long way into making the other person feel like you value them enough to, hey, look, I still have stuff to do, but at least I'm going to do it around you. I, well, well, and I've talked about it before, so I'll say two things. So I've talked about it before. That is one of, one of the big reasons that I went through, uh, I decided to do the kind of mobile editing, video mm-hmm. editing. Um, on, so I, I use my iPad Pro and I use uh, LumaFusion and I do all my editing on that. And mm. part of the reason is, again, it's not the most convenient, I th- I, I, but I also will... Defend it to the. I think it's a fantastic software. It's for, a fantastic solution. Yeah, fantastic solution. It's a really, really good software. It does everything you could want. It it's not on a big screen, so that is the sacrifice. But for me, that is a perfect uh, solution to. I can go upstairs. I can keep working on what I'm doing while we're watching TV, and we're hanging out. We're we're together, and I can do that together. And it's a perfect solution for me because I don't want to stop creating and working, mm-hmm. but I also want to be with her. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that is a great solution to the, to the, do I stop or whatever? Um, yeah. So I don't know. 
My unexpected solution, my unex- so when I came back, when I came back from my trip, I had hundreds of photos mm-hmm. on a memory card, and I transferred them all to my iPad before I started flying. So at least I knew that if the card got trashed on the flight, right. at least they were in my iCloud, in my iCloud account. When I came back, I was like, I have to start editing these, and I'm like, you know, why don't I just fully indulge in using Lightroom? the The reason I did was what you were saying, where I can be present, like mm-hmm. I can be in the living room with just my iPad and have my whole library and all my edits. And I can, all right, yeah, there are some edits that are much easier to do on a PC, but you can cull the herd. You can yeah. you can figure things out. You can do a lot on an iPad with Lightroom and your entire library. Right. That, yeah, you could triage a lot of it to where you don't have to sit in front of a computer in another room away from the person you're kind of needing to spend some time with. Right. And I know that there are some of you that are listening to this going, this is not work-life balance. This is working in front of the other. You're right. But you know what? Sometimes things have to get done. Well, So you have to balance how much they need to get done and where you need to do them to squeeze that little bit of extra together time. Yeah, and I agree. And I, and, well, and I think... Uh... I, again, I don't know. I'm speaking for her, but she's she's reading thing articles and stuff like that on her iPad. So it's not like she's wanting to have a one on one conversation. But we want to be together, you know. Yeah. And and it's sometimes a being balance. together is just about being in the same exactly. space. Exactly. Exactly. I you know and when you're new, when a relationship is new, it's a whole different ballgame, right? You're you're being present. Sometimes being present is I need to be looking at you, talking to you, and ignoring everything around me. Yeah, you know what? There are times where, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll just pull the curtain back a little bit. There are times where Beth and I have had this issue where one of us, it's usually it's, it's usually me, is, <laughs> is not fully present. Right. Right? And we all do it. Yeah, it's sure. it's not it's 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 a reflex, right? You're you're there, and it's like you know you're you're talking to someone, and you grab your phone. You don't even think about it, and just. One day, go into the, on the iPhone too, though, in particular. Right? On the iPhone in particular, it'll tell you how many times you wake your phone up. <laughs> Just pull up your iPhone and look at how many times you wake it up in the course of a day. Mm-hmm. It's an astonishing number. I, I had one day where I opened it and woke it 130-something times. In one day. Yeah, I believe it. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've done the same. So if you think about that, right... So, yeah, it's easy to not be present. And, yeah, you do need to be aware of that. But also sometimes, you know, as a relationship goes on, your your presence isn't always making gaga eyes at each other. Right. Sometimes present is, hey, you know, we both have things to do, but we choose to do them in the same space so that we're yeah. together at least while we're doing them. I, I think I, that actually matters. I don't know. I, maybe. I, I 100% agree. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I think it's... There's something I feel very, I, I, I feel content when we're both just looking at our iPads, but we're next to each other. I, mm-hmm. I, and you know what? That may sound sappy or whatever, but I, I, I like that means something, right? It's we're not totally. separated. We're doing our own thing, but we're together. So. And when I need more, you know what I do? I ask. Exactly. Right. For sure. Like if I like, hey, could, could can we just talk for a minute? Right. Right. Like, it's okay. You can ask that. Yeah. You don't have to go, oh, well, normally we sit here with iPads and we ignore the world. So right. um, I, I can't I can't interrupt ignoring the world. No, you can. You really right. can. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. no one's going to get mad. You know when it gets, it gets annoying? It gets annoying when you don't ask. Mm-hmm. 
and you go down the road and you know you've spent the whole day in the shop and then you come up and you're using the iPad and then you go back down the next day and you're in the shop and then you come up and you use your iPad and you're you're not communicating at all and then at the end of the weekend you go, you know, you didn't talk to me all weekend. <laughs> that. That's the kind of stuff yeah. that will get your head handed to you in a fight. Don't yeah. ever do that. Well, and 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 for good reason. I mean, we, we should all be present, right? Yeah. I think that's the most important thing is to be present and and try to understand what's going on around you. And to the to the appropriate to the appropriate degree. Of course. To the appropriate degree. Right. If you know if you're if you're just like it's just cash and you're just sitting on the couch or whatever, do, do what you want. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. If if someone's talking to you, put the goddamn screen down for two minutes and just listen right. to the person talking right. to you. It's okay. Whatever's on the screen will be there after you're done talking, I promise. Mm-hmm. You know, there it's you know, it's particularly annoying and I am very guilty of this, where I'll be on my phone like reading something and my phone will ring mm-hmm. and I'll ignore the call so I can go back to reading it. That's <laughs> a bad, bad, bad yeah. habit. You should not do that. But I do it, and I yeah. readily admit that I do it. I Sometimes I can't control myself. It's a reflex. Like, you're in the way. Go away. You're interrupting my eyeball on screen time. Click. But doing that in person, no, that's, that's kind of an unforgivable sin. Totally. Well, so, yeah, we're – do we just turn into a dating advice? I, you know, we could we – are, <laughs> we are rather experienced in this area. Uh, no, we're not. No. We're really not. No. We should not be giving advice to <laughs> I definitely shouldn't be giving advice to anyone. <laughs> no, I think it, but it, I do think there is a there is a point to be made of balancing it and and just being conscious of your partner. That's right? really and, and that's, that's, that's all it is. It is. That's actually really that's a really good point right there. It's not so much I need to not be making right. Right. You do need to get out of the shop. Look, some of you people, and I know you. I know you're listening right now and you're thinking, yeah, that's kind of me. Yeah, it is you. (laughs) Some of you people listening to this very podcast spend an inordinate amount of time in your shop. You do. And you do it. And a lot of you are doing it. And here's some hard truths and some tough love. But a lot of you are doing it to get away from the other person. Well, yeah. You just are. And Mm -hmm. I know you are because that's just human nature. You want to just pull into your shell and do it. Right, and, and, and it's not even a, a not love or anything no, like it's that. Just, it's just, the, yeah, 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 get out of your own to get head away. and get out of your shop. Mm-hmm. You just got to get out of your shop. Just, I, 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 want you to, I want everyone to understand this. This is not saying don't do what you love. This is saying make sure you're taking care of the people you love mm-hmm. as well as doing what you love. Yeah. Get out of the shop. It's, it's okay. Yeah. We're not on high... None of you. And if any of you are, by the way, hire us or buy an ad spot on the podcast. But <laughs> none of you are doing enough business where, you could, where you're going to sit there and tell me that you have to be in the shop all this time. You just don't. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of a situation where you can actually spend time with the people around you go outside god go outside mm-hmm. that that big yellow nuclear ball of fire that provides warmth and light it's really <laughs> nice go soak some of it in some of y'all are pasty go outside <laughs> uh, i'm raising my hand you can't see me because this is uh, audio but i'm raising my yeah. hand <laughs> but um, i'm not i don't want to be i don't want it to sound like we're preaching to you but i, oh, I no, really have really definitely did... not perfect neither of us right yeah oh i am 100 percent not perfect but right. i did learn i did learn if i learned nothing else last weekend because i was away i wasn't just out of my shop i was away from my shop i couldn't go to it it was worth every minute yeah. of it and when you don't have to think <clears> about 
what angle I'm cutting this thing at or what kind of screw I'm going to use or how much glue I have left. When you're just away, sometimes you come back and you realize, <clears throat> like, I really like doing this. I'm going to yeah. go back to doing it, but with a... Supercharged. Yeah, you're charged up. You want to hit it. You want That goes away when you're in the shop every day. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you love what you do. Getting away and coming back is a much, much better way to love what you do than to just do it continuously until it grinds you into the ground. 100%. Okay. Wow. Heavy <laughs> advice this week. I like it. Preaching. Um, we got a review this week. Oh, I want to hear it. Yeah. So it was from, a, uh, it was on iTunes. It was from an account called Brand Design. Brand and, Design. Okay. And it was a heart emoji and five stars. That was it. Simple and sweet. I, whoever you are, thank you. We love you. Um, I don't know if you I will give to you say a more. heart emoji and five stars back. But. Yes, you know I'm sending. I'm sending my little. I'm making the little heart thing with my hand right now <laughs> as we speak. But you can't see it because it's audio. Um, but thank you. That's that's really sweet, and we we really do appreciate. We really Definitely. do appreciate the love. Uh, you want to do? What do you want to do first? Do you want to do thing of the week, our things of the week, or do you want to do our uh, video of the week? Uh, well, let's do. I feel like neither of us have strong things of the week. Well, so let's no, do I don't. Of- I feel like I shouldn't have said that because my no. thing of the week I'm very passionate about. But yeah, no, the thing. So the well, the thing of the week we we don't have like fifty this week. It's like yeah, exactly. All right, so let's do thing of the week and then we'll do a video. Of the okay, week. cool. You want to go first? All right. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'm going to pull him up right now. So my thing of the week is an Instagram account, and it's Nate of simply underscore O Nate. Ornate? Uh, let's mess it up already. <laughs> Hold on. My it's simply Ornate. Not... Yes, yeah, it's thank simply you. underscore Orn, un, uh, Orn, O-R-N, and then the number eight. Yes. And he does, he, uh, I don't even know how to describe him, but he does a lot of like, um, forged and brass work he does a lot of like knives and uh different tools or and everything but this week he did he took a maker knife and he made this maker knife his own it's <laughs> un freaking believable it, uh i don't even know how to describe it. it he has this uh his aesthetic and look is basically like this kind of hammered brass kind of tarnished uh, copper look, right? It's is, stunning. Is that how else would you? Ex- I would say I would say it's it's it looks to me like brushed antique brass. I okay, would. brushed antique brass, but like really rustic and like worn, and uh, and he and that's his look, and he's done a, a ton of incredible tools and knives and stuff like that. But he took the maker knife and made it his own with that look, and I, he's just a fantastic account. So. Um, he sells a lot on Etsy and stuff like that. And I've just been waiting for the right thing. He's, he's overseas. So, uh, the shipping is kind of an issue for me, but I've just been waiting for the thing. And he, oh, the other thing he made was this pencil. It looks like a pencil, but it's made out of brass and it has this, uh, uh, carbide tip. So it's basically like, um, Jimmy dresses, uh, ice pick. Like, you can mm. use it as an ice pick kind of thing, where you can use it to scrape and point and everything like that. And But it looks like a pencil. It's awesome. So, mm. he's my thing of the week. Very good account. Check him out. 
I'm looking. It was funny because when you mentioned who he was, and I looked him up, and I saw the make. I had seen this maker knife like five or six times this week, and I'm like, "Oh, I know who this guy is." Yeah, I'm going to start following him. That is, it is an absolutely stunning. I it's just it it hits you right in the feels. Right, it's just a perfectly done, perfect homage to a perfect tool. So right. Yeah, go uh, when you get a chance. Go seven. It's seven posts back, and that's the pencil that I'm talking about. Uh, oh wow, that's I did. You know, I went past it like five times. I didn't even realize what it was. Oh wow. But yeah, so that tip, that tip is a. I'm gonna look at it right now, but it's a carbide tip, so that thing will not break or bend or anything. You can use that as a ice pick. That is fabulous. This is this is a really good follow. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what else he does. This is great. So and apparently he has a podcast called Make Your Own Way. Yep. Cool. So there's there you go. We give him a plug for his podcast, which is technically competition, but you know we're podcasters, <laughs> so there's no such thing as there's no such thing as competition in the world of podcasting. We love each other. Exactly. That's a really good follow. And yeah, he's he's a great account. For sure. Nate, that uh, Nate, if you're listening, and by by whatever means, if you if you're if you're listening to this. Bravo, because you've you just crushed it with that maker knife. Right, I don't think I've seen anyone personalize it it that way. We should we should send him this episode so he can hear how much we talked about him. Oh, I will. Since you follow him, and you know clearly, you know. (laughs) All right, cool. So um, I'm gonna give you. So my thing of the week is something that I used when I was in Nevada. Okay, and. I bought, okay, I have to go back to 2012, I want to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was 2012 when I had my digital, my Rebel T2i, my, um, the one I had before this one. And there was a supermoon, and it was going to be the largest supermoon for like 20 years. So everybody and their brother was like getting their cameras ready and whatever. And I rented a Canon EFS, not EFS, an EF75-300. It was literally the worst lens I have ever used in my life. It it was horrible. Um, and ironically, ironically, and I do mean ironically because it is ironic, one of the pictures I took with that absolute hunk of garbage, Flickr put it up as one of their photos of the supermoon. Like, they did a roundup around the country of supermoon photos. And I couldn't believe that anyone actually liked this photo. I hated it. I was proud of it. I posted it. But it was not the photo I was hoping I was going to get out of that lens. So fast forward to two years ago-ish. I wanted to get a really nice, I wanted to get a really nice, um, a really nice zoom lens. So I bought a Canon 7300 4 to 5.6 IS. This lens is just a miracle of technology. So I have a Canon Rebel T6i and at the full extension of that lens it the 300 shows as 480 millimeters. And I with the image stabilization I can shoot at 480 millimeters handheld with complete sharpness. It is just a ridiculous. So is that the one you took with a handheld? Yeah. So one of the shots in my Instagram is a is a shot in the desert of the moon. I took it at like I want to say I took that shot at like two thirty in the afternoon. 
I huh. want to say. That's about right. I just pointed the camera up, zoomed it all the way out, and shot. And that level of detail was handheld at full extension, standing on sand. Like, it's just, it's it's, it's a ridiculous lens. It's it's expensive. It's expensive, but not super expensive. So here's the crazy thing. So Canon has basically an L version of this lens that's in the multiple thousands. This lens is about $800. And it cost me more than the body did. And you know what? I wouldn't trade it for anything. It is, it, I, I will, if I get rid of that lens, it's because I got rid of the camera that was attached to it. Right, That's how right. good it is. Um, by the way, it was March 19th, 2011, and the garbage lens that I took it with is, does it have it on here? Hold on. I'm actually looking at my Flickr account, which I just recently got control of again. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't have the lens name in the, in the EXIF data. Oh, well. Hmm. But yeah, um, I would awesome. highly, highly recommend this lens. If you like doing long zooms, you end up with what I, you know what I end up using it the most for? It's kind of embarrassing, but out my, out behind my house is about a half, a quarter of an acre of woods. Okay. And I have deer that live in the woods. So I could just sit on the chair at my desk, spin around, and most mornings there are deer in my backyard. That's awesome. So what I tend to do is I keep my T6i on my desk with that lens on it. And I just whirl around, zoom out all the way, and I get some incredible shots of deer that are just off the chain. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's just, I gush over this lens when people ask me, but when people see the results, right, there is a, there's a moonshot from the winter moon on Saturday where I literally just got home at like 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. I put it on my tripod. I pointed it at a 90 degree angle straight up. And shot like five shots. And one of those shots is the one that I posted on my Instagram. So if you're in the mood for a really good zoom lens that's exceptional quality with really good stabilization, the Canon EF 70-300 IS, the USM one, came out in January of 2017. Killer. Yeah, so it's not a new one. No, it's not terribly new. I got it when it was... I. It literally came out in January and I got it in February. Like... I remember getting it going, oh, wow, B&H finally got it back in stock, and I ordered it. And <laughs> even I'm going to post the link I'm going to post. Um, I'm going to post a buy link so you can use the affiliate link that we send out. But mm-hmm. the other link I'm going to post is Ken Rockwell's review of it because that was the review that made me buy it. When you see the level of detail, he has one picture of a prairie dog, and you can see – it sounds gross, but it's really cool. You can see the crust on his eyes. <laughs> and you know you can't get that close to a no. I'm sorry, meerkat rather. You know you can't get that close to them. That's how you could see the texture on the hair on their face. It's just an amazing lens. And at that distance, you have pretty good depth of field. At 5.6 and 4 4.5 to 5.6. I'm guessing it's 5.6 if it's all the way out. It's an amazing lens. I would if you have Canon if you have Canon glass, if you have a Canon body, it's just a fantastic lens. And it's faster. So the L equivalent, by the way, is a Canon 100 to 400. Mm-hmm. This lens is actually faster. The, the range is a little different, but it's much, much faster. So awesome. And it, it autofocuses. I'm, I'm not even joking. It autofocuses almost instantaneously. Ugh. It's just, it's, it's great. It's a little heavy. But it it it's worth it. So it's I mean it's it's mostly for photography though. Like oh you wouldn't do you wouldn't do video with yeah, this. Okay. Yeah, I mean you could. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah. One of the I cool mean, thing. 
So one of the other things it does, it's really cool. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but one of the cool things it does, it has an LCD screen on the top of it. Okay. So if you put this lens on a regular full frame sensor, Mm -hmm. um, when you do that, it will show you the range of 70 to 300, which is the actual range. Okay. If you put it on an APS-C camera, like a Rebel, Mm-hmm. It will show you the APS-C um, equivalent. So at 300 fully extended, it's going to show you 480 millimeter because that's about what it is comparatively. Wow. So you don't have to do any mental math. Hmm. You could, you could, it's just, oh, it's a magnificent, <laughs> magnificent piece of glass. It makes me look so good sometimes. <laughs> Um, I would highly recommend it if you're a Canon, if you're a Canon shooter. I mean, even Ken Rockwell in the good and bad list on the bad nothing right like there's he literally wrote nothing bad there's nothing bad about it it's a perfect perfect lens the only thing people might want you might want you know slightly different aperture you may want a you know a 2.8 but you're gonna get a lens that's gonna weigh like 30 pounds <laughs> nobody got time for that and right now by the way it's about 600 dollars yeah give or take so there you go that's my that's my thing of the week i gush over this thing because as soon as people try it I've not told I've told three people about it and everyone that they've I've told about it has bought it. Well it's except it's for me good. that hasn't I'm a Nikon guy, but and you're that other brand. Ugh. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel for you. I know. It happens. <laughs> I mean I'm not a pure Canon guy. I have my dad's Minolta SRT one oh one sitting up here and I have two cannons. I have a film rebel. I have a film rebel. The Rebel Two film up here with black and white film in it. Awesome. And I have my T6i, so yeah, I'm I'm a Canon guy. <laughs> I guess that's gonna do No, it, no, right? we did the video. Oh no, right, we didn't do our video yeah. of the week. Oh my god, how uh. embarrassing. <laughs> do you want to do video of the no, week? No, you go. You go. All right. So our video of the week, this yeah. was the easiest video of the week we've easiest. ever had to do. This was like and, brain and I don't feel like this is gonna be earth shattering to anyone. But. Do you, you wanna hear something crazy? As we were watching this on YouTube, Beth goes that's your video of the week. <laughs> I believe she, it. I believe she it. even said, she goes, that's your video of the week. And you know what? She is 100% right. There's so many our, reasons why, but yeah. Yeah, our video of the week is the godfather of making, Mr. Jimmy mm-hmm. DeResta, and he made a stained glass version of his logo. And it is just absolutely gorgeous. It is. It just gives you the warm fuzzies watching the process. And I but, don't care who you are. If you watch this video and you don't want a Wazer after watching it, right. uh, you're not a maker. Right. Like, that doesn't mean you, you have to buy one. It just means if you don't want one, you're not a maker. Well, because it's, is st- it's not stained glass. It, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's the best faux stained glass I have right. ever seen. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. It looks like stained glass because he used, he was telling the story on making yeah. it. He, got, he came into a bunch of scraps that were wrapped in like 1970s newspaper. <laughs> so he took these scraps and put them on the Wazer. He designed the whole thing. It looked like he did it in Illustrator. Well, the, uh, uh, the Wazer is a water jet, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably explain what a Wazer is. I'm assuming everyone knows. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm probably most people that listen know, but yeah. I would, I would say we have enough people that don't. It's probably worth explaining. <laughs> so yeah, basically the way this stuff works is it's got a very high-powered water cannon on it, and you pour this water... You hook it up to a water supply but you also have a pump that pumps this abrasive material right in. it's like a filament or abrasive it, whatever it's it's yeah. like it's basically really coarse sand yeah and that high-powered water plus the sand just can cut literally anything like people use these to cut stainless steel right and make knife blanks with them right i mean it's that freaking powerful 
So he uses it, but it's really good at cutting glass because you can't really cut glass with a laser. Right. You, you just can't. Because if you get it hot enough to cut through it, you're probably going to crack it. You're going to have thermal shock. And if you don't get it hot enough, you're barely going to etch it. It's probably just going to bounce back into the laser and damage the laser. So lasers are not good for glass. But jets, water jets, are amazing for well, glass. Well, apparently. And he did he did the whole thing. I, did, did he do the acrylic? I don't remember. Did he do the acrylic? No, he did the acrylic with the laser. Did he? I, yeah, he I did it with remember. the full spectrum, the full the big full spectrum laser that he has. Okay, yeah. And then he did the the glass with the laser. So, yeah, it's just a phenomenal video. He took all these old scraps and cut out his design and laid it all in there. Put it in with contact with um construction adhesive, a small yep. amount of construction yep. adhesive. Then made this octagonal well, frame yeah. for it out all of right. walnut. Yeah. So here, he, that's my. So the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "This is awesome, amazing," and I'm like. Not, maybe not even halfway through i'm like i feel like it's almost done like what is what like what's gonna like what's the rest of the video is gonna be <laughs> what's and the then, plan <laughs> yeah and then he made this amazing wooden hexcon uh yeah you said it but frame for it it's like oh great he's you know jim jimmy exactly a little, he knows what he's doing <laughs> jimmy's one of those guys that i watch his videos and you know i hope this will be the one episode he probably listens to, right? <laughs> but I'm probably not going to make most of the stuff that he makes. Oh, yeah. No, definitely I not. love watching him go. Mm-hmm. He is one of the most incredible people just to watch. Well, and where... I think when he's, when he's in that moment, he makes... It, it's art. I, mean, I, I really do think his videos, he the speed... Like, when he slows him, slowed that video down... And poured the water over it and had the sound of the water pouring over mm-hmm. the glass. Like, that is art. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. So. He understands He understands how to make a mm-hmm. good video. Mm-hmm. And even when... Uh, Jimmy's, again, one of those guys, even when it's a topic I'm not interested in, right? I still watch it because it's him yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's made stuff I'm like, I am not remotely interested in that, but I'm still going to watch it because it's Jimmy. And there's very few people like that in fact i think really the only people that are generally like that for me are the making it crew yeah you know bob david and jimmy and everybody else is like "Eh, i'm just not gonna watch that yeah you know um it's just absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic oh you know what i had a runner-up and i meant to put in my thing of the week and i'm thinking about it as i'm talking (laughs) i have to add this to thing of the week all right i have to well i'm excited Evan and Caitlin made a mood ring toilet seat. Oh my god, that was so ridiculous. It was the... I won't spoil the end for it, but, I mean, if you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. There is a very, 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 very funny moment with Caitlin at the end of the video. It is absolutely laugh out loud, scream, slap your knees, hard laughing. Um, so definitely go check that out. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean I, to horn in on Jimmy's Jimmy's video, but I, yeah, I definitely want people to check that video out. I think it's, actually, like, yeah, that's one of the classic that, moments. That, that would be a classic moment. It could have been. It actually could have. If Jimmy hadn't gone and upshone everyone with his stained glass, <laughs> that would have been my choice for video of the week. It's so ridiculous. I so laughed funny. so yeah. hard at the end of that video. It was so good. Ah. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope Evan and Caitlin are listening because guys, if you are still listening, you were once guests on here, so I I hold out hope that you do still listen to the podcast. <laughs> that was the best laugh I've had yeah. 
in a really long time. And it was on a day where I really, really <laughs> needed a laugh. So yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> and I think uh, now I think that's going to do it. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. I think we're good this time. Yeah. Dumbass didn't finish the damn podcast correctly last time. <laughs> um, we are definitely going to be back next week. I don't know if we're going to have a guest. I don't know if we're not going to have a guest. But next week is the last show before WorkbenchCon. Oh. And uh, guess who's going? Hint, not me. But yeah. Ethan's going. <laughs> yeah, I'm and excited and stressed. But he might have okay. some. Uh, might have a surprise or two for anyone that's going to be there. Yeah, come find me. Come find him. Yeah, find him. Definitely find him. And just so you know, we are always interested. If you have an interesting story or if you're going to be out there, Ethan will talk to you. And oh, yeah. uh, we'd like to have you on the podcast. You know, we're kind of at a little bit of, um, I want to say, a stall for guests. Um, did we have a couple that we were working on. And yeah, I feel like we have some that want to come on. We so. have some irons in the fire, but yeah. it seems like making them happen is proving to be a little difficult and that's expected that's why we don't do a strictly guest podcast but if you have you know if you think you might want to be a guest hey listen if you're one of our friends and we haven't thought to ask you it's don't take offense just say hey you know guys if you want to have a chat i'll come on we already know one guy who's already told us he would come on i told him we would have him on maybe after workbench con because we already here i feel like uh yeah multiple yeah he he wants to come on and we i actually want to talk no i i think it'd be amazing i think it'd actually be a really good one funny is he's funny as hell and he'll hold his tongue and he won't drop an f-bomb on our podcast and ruin our explicit tag which (laughs) i did it tonight it was my turn (laughs) just let you know who it is yep um all right very good we will be back again next week thank you for listening Thank you for everything. Thanks for the reviews. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the love. And uh, share the show. Write a review. Whatever you can do to help promote, we will greatly appreciate it. And we will be back again next week. So have a good one, everybody. 